0: everybody to this podcast has autism i hope you enjoy the show
1: hey everybody uh today we have jesse with us she's a special education teacher and i'm going to turn the time over to her to introduce herself
0: hi everyone i'm jesse and as he said i am a special education teacher and i've been so for over 13 years um i have a wonderful family I have four grandchildren who have been diagnosed with high-functioning autism. I also have a husband who's never been diagnosed, but probably would have if more information had been available when he was younger. And I also have a child or two, which I question might have a little bit of that as well.
1: So... Well, you pretty much answered the first question, but I'll ask it anyway. What ties you to what ties do you have to autism?
0: Well, I'm uh, surrounded during the evening with my wonderful family, but I also work at, at a school where I deal with some autistic students as well.
1: And how do you handle being around all your grandkids at one time?
0: that's not such a a hard deal because most of them are the high functioning and so autistic kids are pretty much more normal than than not normal so there isn't a whole lot of difference being with them than other other kids but um, they enjoy playing together, they enjoy each other Um, and I enjoy them at big family gatherings, I usually try to prepare uh, schedules so that they like autistic um, individuals generally like schedule. So I try to keep how we do things on a regular basis so that there's just no surprises. Um, and then I usually try to schedule activities for them to do. It's just pretty much like any, uh, any other family.
1: Are all your autistic loved ones high functioning or a mix of, of the spectrum?
0: Mine have all been high functioning.
1: Do you incorporate any of your special education training with your autistic loved ones?
0: I do. I try to help um, the parents with strategies and I and I always try to remember how I need to phrase things, oh, how I have to phrase things so that they are more likely to understand what I mean. There's a a different approach to talking to autistic individuals, um, mostly black and white. There's no room for gray for them and being very specific and making sure you have covered your basis as you speak to them. For instance, I had a student And, um, he had, his teacher had sent down several papers for him to complete, uh, in my room. And I mistakenly said to him, which one do you want to do? Well, he chose one and then he said, what should we do? And I said, what should we do next? And he, and he interpreted that all he had to do was one because I only said, which one do you want to do? So then I had I learned from that that I had to really specify what I was telling him so that I meant what told him that what I meant was he had completed his choice he was done with that when we would choose something else so I learned from that that I always had to make sure that when I was talking to him that I didn't just put myself in a corner but that I left it open so that I could say okay which one do you want to do now and when we're done with that Then we will choose another one to do until we complete as many as we can in the time we have. And then I didn't have the the fight because he would get really upset and say, No, you only told me I had to do one. So I learned pretty quickly that how I phrased things was really important.
1: How do you handle being around your autistic loved ones and then going to work and being around autistic loved
0: ones? think it's just always pretty much been a a big part of my life Um, dealing with my husband I we're married 42 years now I just thought he was just quirky and it wasn't until I learned more about autism that I realized oh maybe this is why Um, so dealing with him and a couple of our own children and then grandchildren—it's like an everyday thing. It was just something that I'm used to, so it isn't really a whole lot different between being here and going to school. And not all my kids are autistic at school, so that makes it a little bit more interesting too. But um, I just have to remember, you know, how to approach them and not and not to um, change things up on them and to try to keep a schedule. And it's more me scheduling myself so that it's easy for them.
1: That makes sense. Uh, Do you have any special therapies you incorporate into your work?
0: Well, as I mentioned before, uh, watching how I phrase things is really important. Definitely giving them choices and not ultimatums. um, That will set some of them off sets me off if of someone gives me an ultimatum. Like I said, they're more like, like us than unlike us. Um, talking them through incidences that occur um, and helping them to choose what they should have said or done and then letting them practice the correct way to handle that situation. It helps them to know what is appropriate to say or do. So when that type of situation comes, arises again, they don't, they will know how to react better. They don't see social cues um, that others see, and they need to know how to feel when, when they have those experiences. Often their reaction is dependent on things that they have eternalized, but not necessarily understand. For instance, um, my one grandson was at school and got very upset because the teacher wrote that February 14th was Valentine's Day. Um, he got really upset and they and he acted out. When I sat down and talked to him and asked him about it, he, I said, "Why did you get upset?" They just put Valentine's Day on the board, and he said, "It's a secret." And I said, what's your secret? And he said, Valentine's Day. And I, and then I, it struck me. He thought she had just blurted out the biggest secret in the world. And as I talked to him more, and we talked about, you know, what Christmas comes on the same day every year, and Easter changes, but Christmas comes the same day a year, and so does President's Day and so forth, and Valentine's Day comes on the same day every year. When he realized that, he was okay with it. In his mind, because his parents were secretive about, uh-huh. val- <clears throat> Excuse me, about Valentine's Day and getting gifts for each other, he thought that the whole day was secret. So it's trying to get inside their little mind to find out what's setting them off. It can be something really, really simple. It's important to speak to them, um, to find out what's going through their heads, and understand the reactions the reactions may not make sense otherwise and then you have the opportunity to help them talk through it and be prepared for another possible instance similar to what they just went through so those are basically the, the most important things is just listening to them and talking with them and, and trying to get in their heads a little bit
1: how do you keep up to date with all the autism practices
0: even as early as 10 years ago there wasn't a whole lot of information out there about autism it's just in the recent years that they've got more and more and recognize that more and more people um have autism and so the information on the website is outstanding. As a special education teacher, I try to read books on the subject. As a grandmother and and so forth, I want to understand my chil- my grandchildren, so I, I read up on that. And I also attend conferences that I can get through this school and other places, so I know what's going on, because I, I learn something more every day about it.
1: Do you have any advice for someone wanting to get into special education?
0: Well, think hard about it. It is a tough job. Um, you should have patience, lots of patience. Um, but the, it's a delightful job. I enjoy it. It's one area where you can be, have a great impact on the kids' lives. Um. It's one of the most unpopulated areas of teaching. We don't have very many people, and I'll tell you, it's one of the you get a special ed degree. You're in need. Um. So, if you want to be sure you have a job and you've got a lot of patience, it's a place to go.
1: Do you have any advice for families with autistics?
0: Um, love them. Take time to listen to them. Ask some questions when they react negatively or over or overreact to something, because the possibility is they're seeing things a whole different way than what we are. They may be. Don't expect them to react the same way to a situation as you might act because they're going to see that situation in a different light. Try to work with them and not against them, meaning don't put them in situations where you know they're going to react negatively. Um, Try to get to know how they think and approach them from that angle. Give them time to adjust to new situations. Um, it's very difficult for them to go into a new situation, and they, they have lots of questions, and, and they feel frustrated and anxious. Um, warn them of upcoming changes before they happen. Give them time to um, internalize those so that they know that they're going to be okay. And just love them for who they are, because they, they are delightful. They are... Um, I find autistic individuals quite amusing because they don't see the world the way I do, and sometimes their way of seeing it is quite amusing, Um, but it's also very frustrating for them. So, sometimes they're a little bit ornery, and you just have to work with them, and if they know that you love them and you care for them, they'll listen to you. Um, I had a little student once who... Would have issues before he would come to school. And then he would come see me first thing, <clears throat> and he would say, Well, I am going to have a bad day today. And I would ask him why. And he said, Because my brother did such and such, or whatever, something happened at home or at the bus stop, or something. And he pre- proceeded to have a bad day all day. And after several days of that and he when he had a bad day we all had a bad day so after several days of that I thought you know I want to get to the bottom of this and so we sat down and we chatted and he told me what had happened and so forth and he says now I have to have a bad day and that just struck me I thought now I have to have a bad day and I said why do you have to have a bad day all day because of something that happens in the morning You have the whole rest of the day. And we talked about how he has a choice to either have a bad day or decide to have a good day for the rest of the the day. He says, I have a choice. And it was like he didn't really know. And so after that, when he would come in, he'd say, this happened to me at the bus or this is what my brother did or this is what my mother did he says, but I am not going to let it ruin my day. I'm going to choose to have a happy day. Sometimes it just takes time to let them know it's okay to let things go, or it's okay to be angry at certain things, or sad about some things, because they just really don't, some of them really don't have the ability to... think it it through on their own like that. They need to actually be told because they can't see what other people feel a lot of times. And it's hard for them to go through the day. I can't imagine if I was oblivious to what everybody else was feeling because we use so many cues from people, their eyes, their manner of standing or sitting or the way they hold. fold their arms or we use body cues all the time and they're not putting those into ooh I'm not I'm really happy or I'm really sad or whatever if they see you cry they know something's up they're not oblivious to everything but it's sometimes really difficult for them to figure that out so you just have to sometimes you just have to say I'm really sad today um, just so they know or that really kind of made me angry. Be really specific. Let them know how you feel because they're not going to see it.
1: Is there anything else you'd like to add before we close?
0: What I'm surprised at is the number of incidences of autism that are being discovered, I guess. Um, When I started teaching 13 years ago, the incidence of autism was one in 20,000. Now it's one in 59. That's a huge leap. I think if you look at that and you look at what the symptoms of autism are, this is my own personal opinion, is that probably all of us have some autistic traits to one degree or another. There is a definite cause for autism within a, one's brain that causes the more larger effects that we see. But if we look around, we might find a lot of people that um, may have autism that have never been diagnosed, too, especially in girls, because boys are diagnosed four times. Um, faster than a girl because their symptoms, they used to diagnose the girls like the boys, but their symptoms are totally different. They tend to be more shy where the boys are more (laughs) verbose. Um, They try to blend in more, so they copy, not that they understand why, but they'll copy other things. They don't generally play with, with dolls and do those kinds of things. Um... So if you have, a, um, just watch out, watch the characteristics in both boys and girls, because you know, a lot of the behavior might be caused from some autistic tendency they might have that has gone undiscovered and not, um, and just, just love your family, love those around you. Everyone will have come with in contact with an autistic person at least once a week, I'm sure, with so many um, of them out there. And remember, they're just like us. They have feelings and so forth, just like us. And they're not autistic. It's, they are, it's something they have. And it's a way that they have to live. Autism is not them, it's something they have.
1: Well, thank you so much for coming on to the show and sharing all that wonderful information. Um, Yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, thank you for letting me share that information, and um, I hope your podcast goes well. That's it for this episode. Until next time.